Welcome to Married by Design. Is your love and passion for your spouse growing and maturing over time, or do you feel like the romance has faded away? That's what we'll be looking at on this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome to our episode and the new series. We're going to be looking at how to fall in love again. God has created a marriage relationship to be many things. It is companionship and encouragement, as we've talked about, support and accountability. One of the key components is the love that a husband and wife should have for each other. There should be an affection and desire that we have for our spouse that God puts in our hearts, which is part of the marriage relationship. We want to take some time to develop this idea of love and affection that we should have for our spouse. It's all part and parcel of the relationship that God intends for a husband and wife to have. In Proverbs chapter 5, Solomon describes the bliss and joy of the marriage relationship. He writes, Drink water from your own cistern, flowing water from your own well. Should your springs be scattered abroad, streams of water in the streets, let them be for yourself alone and not for strangers with you. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wife of your youth. A, A lovely deer, a graceful doe, let her breasts fill you at all times with delight be intoxicated always in her love. Wow, I love that verse. Uh, It expresses the desire that we should have for our spouse. Look at the words that Solomon uses here. Drink water from your own cistern. Rejoice in the wife of your youth. That's great for those of us who've been married for some time. We are to still rejoice in our spouse. We are to be delighted in our spouse. Certainly here there's a reference to physical enjoyment in marriage, but obviously that is part of a package deal. Solomon says that we should be intoxicated, always in their love, intoxicated. That's a strong word. I asked someone recently and they said that they weren't sure about the idea of infatuation for your spouse. I'm wondering if that's true, if you are to be intoxicated, always in their love. Does that describe you and your relationship with your spouse? We do have an obligation to love our spouse sacrificially, but there should also be a sense of affection and enjoyment of them. Another book of the Bible that talks about this is Song of Solomon. It's interesting to read through that book, and we would encourage you to do that as a couple to get a clear picture of biblical relationship of a husband and wife. We take our cues from the Bible, not Hollywood, I think the biblical picture of romance and love and marriage is clearer and stronger than anything you find in the movies. It doesn't shy away from romance and affection for your spouse. Solomon helps to define what it means to have a healthy biblical intimacy and joy in marriage. That love that Solomon had for his bride is seen in the way that he talks to her. Look in Solomon 1.9, I compare you, my love, to a mare among Pharaoh's chariots. Your cheeks are lovely with ornaments, your neck with strings of jewels. That's great. I'm not sure whether being described as a mare is a compliment, but it must have been for Solomon. This type of romantic expression goes all the way through this book of Song of Solomon. 
If you look in chapter 4, verses 1 to 3, Solomon says, Behold, you are beautiful. My love, behold, you are beautiful. Your eyes are doves behind your veil. Your hair is like a flock of goats leaping down the slopes of Gilead. Your lips are like a scarlet thread, and your mouth is lovely. That whole section is is on the way that he appreciated his wife and loved her. That's real affection and tenderness and enjoyment of his wife. The question that we need to ask is, is that the way that you talk to your spouse? Is that the way that you think about them and enjoy them? There are other ways that we see this romantic love and affection in Song of Solomon. You can see it also in the way they long to be together. In chapter 2, verse 13 and 14, this is expressed. Solomon says, Arise, my love, my beautiful one, and come away. O my dove, in the clefts of the rock, in the crannies of the cliff, let me see your face, let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. Again, you can see clearly the enjoyment and affection and romantic love they have for each other. He wanted the two of them to get away to enjoy their love. It's not just talking about physical love, but all aspects of the love that God intends a husband and wife to have. This romantic uh, love is also seen in chapter 3, verses 1 to 2. There, there it says, On my bed at night I saw him whom my soul loves. Again, that expression, him whom my soul loves. It says, I saw him but found him not. I will rise and go about the city. In the streets and in the squares, I will seek him whom my soul loves. I sought him, but found him not. It was such a romantic love between the two of them that they wanted to be together and sought each other out. Obviously, love is action. We hear that so often. We love somebody when we act lovingly toward them and respond to their needs. But here we see the romantic love that God intends in the marriage relationship, a longing for each other. Is that the way you feel toward your spouse? Does it characterize your interaction with each other and even the way that you speak of them, whom my soul loves? This is the example of romantic love and deep affection that God put within the Bible. There should be a sense in which we enjoy each other and bring joy to each other. We need to see the sense of responsibility that we have to love our spouse affectionately and deeply. I like what it says in Deuteronomy 24, verse 5. There the Lord puts in the law, When a man is newly married, he should not go out with the army or be liable for any other public duty. He should be free at home one year to be happy with his wife whom he has taken. That's great, to be happy with his wife. That again is God's intention for the marriage relationship, to be happy and enjoy the spouse that God has given you. Are you really enjoying your spouse and delighting in them? Or have you allowed that to wane and evolve into a comfortable, subdued existence? What we want to do is emphasize an aspect of the marriage relationship that sometimes is overlooked. We understand that, again, love is action, but we also need to see clearly that love is a delight in someone else. God intends for us to delight in Him as well. He calls us to obey and says that if we love him, we'll obey him. But doesn't he also call us to delight in him, to love him with all our heart, to long for him? Psalm 42 is a very familiar passage that expresses the sense of love and affection for God. 
As a deer pants for flowing streams, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Now, we're not suggesting that we should be romantic with God, but it is clear in both the husband and wife relationship and in our relationship with God that there should be some deep, genuine affection and love. I was reading a book by C.S. Lewis recently. It's called Mere Christianity. In it, he has a chapter on marriage. And I read something that he wrote that troubled me. He suggested that there is romance and excitement in the marriage relationship for the first few years. It's called the newlywed stage. But he suggested that after that, you settle down into the relationship and those feelings don't last. There's still love, but it's seen as a love of action and commitment. And I thought about that, and I disagreed with that. It seems to me, if I understand my Bible, that this affection and love that we can have for another person, have for our spouse, obviously, can continue and can grow just like our excitement and love for God should continue and grow. Again, going back to Proverbs 5.18, rejoice in the wife of your youth. And again, I think that implies that they were not young because he had had to identify her that way. Rejoicing in your wife should be a lifelong pleasure. We want to encourage you as a couple to rekindle that romance in your marriage relationship. Christian books have been written on it. And these verses indicate that it should be part of the marriage relationship. Our goal should never be to just have feelings. But if we are living faithfully as a husband and wife, obedient to the Lord to love our spouse, that can lead to feelings of affection. The Bible tells us that we are to walk in obedience to Christ. As a result of that obedience, our feelings should fall in line. You are called to love your spouse, and I believe a passionate love for your spouse, as Solomon had, honors the Lord, rather than a different obligation to love them. Do you want that from your spouse? That commitment to love is good, but I think most of us want more. That's what we're going to be looking at in this series, How to Fall Back in Love with Your Spouse. What are the things that you need to be doing that will kindle that spark of romance and desire? And in the end, the goal is not the feeling, but the love and commitment that has its fruit as its fruit, the romance. We're going to look at a number of concepts in this series to align your heart and practice with God's Word. Our prayer is that as we go through these things, you will find your love for your spouse growing into romance, and your love will move from embers to a roaring fire. And now for your homework, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to discuss with your spouse the state of your marriage. Do you love each other? How is that expressed? Do you have a passionate love for each other as we saw in Song of Solomon? Why or why not? And here's a bonus assignment. I think it was probably nine years ago now that I was convicted about my need to grow in my love for my wife. We'd been married, obviously, for decades, and I did love her, but I felt like I needed to grow in that love for her. I committed to pray that God would help me to love her more. Over time, things changed in my life and our relationship that allowed me to love her more sacrificially. As a result, I began to have a deeper affection, admiration, and desire for her, I would encourage you to begin to pray daily that God would give you a greater love for your spouse that would be expressed in your actions 
and would be seen in your heart for them. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you that you have created marriage and for these examples in your word about that affection, that tenderness, that desire, that longing for a spouse. And I pray that as we go through this series and we look in your word, that you would help us to enjoy that aspect of what you intend in the marriage relationship, Father. And uh, Father, I just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that's it for the show. And next week, we'll begin to look specifically at how to love your spouse and rekindle that romance that God desires in your marriage relationship. That's what we'll be looking at next time on Married by Design. 